0: Hey everyone, I'm Chelsea Butler, Executive Editor of KBB, and this is Episode 8 of our newish podcast, From the Tap. Today I'm welcoming designer Ariana Lovato, who is the owner of California-based Honeycomb Home Design. Today we will be talking about what it's like to be pregnant and run your own business at the same time. Welcome, Mariana, and thanks for
1: joining me. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk with you about this because I think it's something that definitely should be talked about more in our workforce. So yeah, yeah. so we're lucky to have you. Thank so you. before we start getting into the nitty gritty,
0: you are, this is your first baby. You are at 36 weeks slash nine months. By the time this goes live, you may have already had your child but let's talk a little bit about what it's like to run your own business in general.
1: Yeah. Pre-baby running your own business was my baby. I mean, my business is my first baby. And so, um, you know, you put so much effort and energy into something and you watch it grow and you, you know, go through all of these like trials and tribulations, which has been gnarly enough. And then adding, Like a family to that which is something I've always wanted and I just never knew the time you know it's like never the right time but when is the right time I don't know so anyways it's been an exciting journey the past nine months for sure. So with all the
0: hard work that comes obviously with running your own business what made you and your significant other decide that this was the good time to have a baby?
1: So we didn't necessarily plan, like I was not actively planning to have a baby at this time. Um, it was a happy accident, but we've been married for um, six years now and and it's something that we were continuing to talk about. And I turned 30 last year and it's like a mental shift. I feel like once you, once I turned 30, it was like my eggs are dying. And I just, <laughs> I don't know why it just all of a sudden was like shit, I'm getting older, you know, and, <laughs> and it's not as if work was slowing down. Um, I, you know, added to my team last year. And so I was starting to release a little bit of my responsibility into the team so that we could really truly grow. And I think, you know, at, at first it was very overwhelming to, you know, be pregnant and also running a very busy firm. But I think the biggest, you know, the biggest advantage that I've had just having a team to, to really step in. So, um, so yeah.
0: In our preliminary conversations, you said that you felt guilty for not being more excited about having a baby at first. Can you go into a little more detail?
1: You know, I, pregnancy is a crazy thing and I, Like I said, I had always wanted kids. I um, come from a smaller family, and it's something that we had always talked about with my husband. And when I first found out that I was pregnant, because I'm such a planner and it was something unplanned, I freaked out. And it wasn't like, oh, I don't want this. It was a, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And how am I going to juggle everything? And it just was such that overwhelming stress of, knowing that your life is going to change and you have no idea how it's gonna change, you just know it's going to change. And everybody's telling you, just be prepared. It's a big, you know, you're never gonna be the same. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) for somebody that's a type A that likes to have things in order and, and plan, it's overwhelming. And so I felt horrible at first because I know how much of a struggle it is for some people to get pregnant and to conceive. And I felt really guilty about not being so much more excited. That excitement grew as I got more pregnant and more comfortable with the fact that my life is going to change. And this is truly something that um, is, is going to change my life for the better. And so it came with time.
0: How are you managing your clients' expectations in relation to the pregnancy? You said you worried some of them would be mad at you?
1: I was. I mean, I think there's, it's hard to I don't know. It's difficult. I feel like in in the corporate world or just in the workforce in general with women taking maternity leave or being pregnant, it's like I was looking at it as like a disability. And so I was putting that pressure on me w- when I was talking to my clients about, you know, taking on their jobs like later in the year or, hey, your job's going to start construction in September. Well, guess what? I'm taking leave because I'm having a baby. I felt this big, um, responsibility to my clients that I had to be available like at all times and even though something as big as this I was so afraid to tell them because of what their reaction was going to be and I didn't want to let anybody down and that's so it seems really stupid it's like why would you? I mean this is your family it's not life or death it's just interior design but that's how important my business is to me and so it was um I was really nervous about telling some of my bigger clients or the bigger projects that I knew would be starting at this time. And the way that I've kind of combated that is putting together a plan with our team of how, you know, they're going to fill in for me when I'm gone and what to expect when I am gone and, and when I am taking time off. And for the most part, everyone has been very, very accommodating and understanding, of course who wouldn't be, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I've turned away lots of projects and jobs because I just don't want to overwhelm the team or myself when that time comes.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You answered my question. I was going to say, did any of your clients really give you that much of a hard time?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't get a lot of pushback obviously, but it was, you know, I'm finding right now, this is like the time where I should be taking it easy. And it's like, People are a little panicky. I'm like, oh, we need to get this done before you go on leave. Oh, we need to get this done before you go on leave. And so I'm having to really put my foot down as far as like, no, I can do X, Y, and Z for you. The team will do the rest. And this is what we can commit to. And your job will still get done and it'll still look beautiful. But um, yeah, it's, I think when people are very used to you being so accommodate, overly accommodating, which has been mm-hmm. a whole mine that once they know that you're not there anymore, it's kind of like, ooh. That makes sense. You said um,
0: you, you gave some examples of how you are you know, planning ahead in terms of your projects and who can take care of what on your team. What are some other ways that you've had to plan
1: ahead in regard to your business? We consciously stopped taking on new projects um, probably about a month ago. And I have kind of a wait list set up for when I do get back for new consultations or new projects, because I did not want to, like I said, overwhelm the team or overburden them because they're already doing so much and then taking on some of my roles as well when I'm gone. Um, so we do have a wait list for when I get back and I have some clients that or some people that didn't wanna necessarily wait and they wanted to get started sooner, fine, whatever. But, um, but at least <clears throat> have a way list for when I get back. Um, and that way it's just kind of managing our workload as well.
0: So has everything been going along smoothly as far as your, your business and your pregnancy has?
1: Yeah, I would say um, work has been going on just like everybody else in the industry. We're seeing like so many delays, we're seeing price increases, we're seeing clients wanting their their um, projects completed tomorrow. And mm. so that's, that's like its own stress, but that has been fine because everybody else is going through the same thing. Um, and then with regards to pregnancy and work, I mean, I've definitely had to slow down a little bit these last few months of just not overbooking myself because that's what I would typically do. Mm. And towards the end of the day, I'm like toast. So <laughs> yeah, you don't wanna see me past four o'clock or past <laughs> five o'clock, I need a nap and I need to put my feet up, but but it has been really nice not having to carry around samples because you're pregnant, people are not gonna wait. Well, that's been nice, not schlepping.
0: Right. So have there been any surprises or challenges? And if so, how have you been able to combat those?
1: Yeah, with pregnancy in the first um, trimester and into the second trimester, I was very sick um had really bad not morning sickness it was like night sickness and oh, wow. so i don't know why but yeah it was every <laughs> day around 4 or 5 o'clock i would just be physically sick and it got to the point where i had to take medication to help it it was nice because during the day i was fine you know and able to go to appointments and do all of that but um that was definitely a challenge But aside from that, this has been knock on wood, relatively easy pregnancy. And um, other than just being tired, that's really it. And just getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) So you replaced
0: the the getting sick around four or five o'clock with nap time now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now (laughs) it's just, I mean, it's crazy how your body just tells you no, you know, I'm used to just like pushing myself and just, I'll get up and do it. I'll, I'll go do it. And it comes to a point where it's like, nope, not happening. And that's a very humbling experience. That is probably the biggest thing that I've learned being pregnant is just to listen to your body. So we talked a little bit about how your
0: team plans to step things up for you. Can you get into a little bit more detail there? And
1: are you planning to take all the time that you need? Yeah, so our team, we have I have a total of three designers on staff right now, a lead designer, a junior, and then an assistant slash office admin. And um, basically our lead designer is going to take lead as far as point of contact on the active projects that we have right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: she'll be responsible for kind of delegating tasks between the junior and the assistant designer. And then if anyone is needing any kind of general inquiries or If I get, you know, phone calls while I'm out from prospective clients, then that's something that our um, office admin will be taking care of. And I plan to hopefully kind of check in with them at least once a day, you know, for half an hour, an hour, just to kind of stay connected because I don't, the way that I am wired, it's hard for me to completely turn work off. Even when I'm on vacation, I don't do that, which is not good. I know that I will be forced to do that in the best way with, having this life that I'm responsible for and this new schedule. Um, So taking time off, I've planned to take about eight weeks off and I can extend that if, you know, if I'm not healing well, or if I feel like I need more time. Um, And I plan to return probably part-time, not full-time yet, because just trying to figure out childcare and, and how everything goes with breastfeeding and all of that. Um, So it'll be kind of a hybrid schedule, but Luckily, our new office is walking distance from my house. And so I think it'll be easier, hopefully, to manage that. So be honest. Are you nervous about how things are going to go when you're gone? I am nervous. I mean, I think anybody would be because this has just been like an extension of me, you know, And you're giving up a lot of control over something that you built and put together. And so you feel this like insane amount of responsibility. Um, so yeah, I am nervous about it, but I know that I will never get this time back that I'm about to have. And I will always have work. Work will always be there when I get back. And so I'm really going to not put too much pressure on myself to be perfect in every aspect. It's like, to me, just survival mode for the first month of just Mm -hmm. like, what the heck is happening? And you know, getting used to this new schedule. And then from there, just hopefully easing into it. And I'm sure that you have the utmost trust in your team. I do. I mean, they, they are so awesome and they work so hard and they know, you know, what our standards and what our deliverables are and all of our clients that we're have active jobs in that we have deliverables due at that time frame know that they're all involved in this and I've given them full you know full um attention ahead of time as far as like I'm going to be gone I'm not going to be your point of contact if somebody from the team needs to get a hold of me they can you know but mm-hmm. do not expect me to call or text or email you back for a while
0: So let's talk a little bit about any lessons that you've learned along the way or advice that you can give for other, um, other designers who are thinking about getting pregnant and owning and
1: do own their own business. I think the biggest thing is that I failed to do early on was setting proper boundaries with clients. And this is, this goes back to kind of being available at any time kind of thing. And so that was my my downfall. Um, and so when I had told some clients that, you know, I might not be available on the weekend, or I might, you know, might not text you back at night, which is something you should not do. You should definitely set healthy boundaries so that when stuff like this does happen, it's a lot easier of a transition. Um, and you don't feel like you're disappointing somebody because you're not always there for them. You know, we're not doctors on call and we're not getting paid that way. And so that would be my biggest thing is like, now, whatever you're doing, just set healthy boundaries with clients. And I've started this past year to really do that. As far as like, if a client texts me at night, I don't text back till the next morning after eight, um, or I'll schedule emails instead of sometimes I will reply to an email, but it might be after hours, Mm -hmm. but I'll schedule it to, you know, deliver in the morning. So they don't think I'm actually working at night. I don't want them to know that. So (laughs) things like that. Um, I've definitely instituted and, and just kind of putting my foot down. Like I do not meet on the weekend. I do not meet after five, you know, unless it's like dire emergency. Um, so just really setting those healthy boundaries and then just making a plan for yourself as far as, you know, yeah. What is it that your team's going to do while you're gone? And what do you realistically think you can take on while you're gone? Or if you're just going to spend time with family and unplug. And I think it also depends if it's your first or your second child, because that is also a little bit different too. And that said, do you think that you'll probably be having more in the future? We've talked about it and I would, I mean, I have a sibling, I love having a sibling, so I would love to have another one, but I'm also in the mindset of let's get this guy out first and like see (laughs) what happens (laughs) and just you know, nobody can tell you how your, how your delivery is going to go or how you how you are going to adapt to your life change. And I think that's the biggest, like overwhelming sense of like, what the heck is going to happen that you just have to trust in the universe that it'll all work out. All right. So
0: when you do return to the workplace, what are your plans for the little guy? So I guess it's a boy. Cause that's what you said. <laughs>
1: the boy, yes. It's a boy. Um, yeah, I've planned on the office that we're, we're right now painting, which is why I'm working from home still is, um, getting completed and I'll have my actual office space. And I've kind of carved out an area for him to kind of hang out. I have some of his baby stuff there. And so I'm envisioning kind of a part-time, like I'm with him part of the day and then I can have time with clients on the other part of the day or uninterrupted meeting time, whether it's zoom or in person, Uh but I definitely will not be, you know, traveling too far, especially in that first three month period, um, and keeping it kind of closer to home. Um, so utilizing a lot more zoom or having clients come to us versus us going to a job site unless we absolutely need to. And luckily we'll have this new showroom to, to do that. So that'll be good.
0: All right. So getting on the personal side a little bit, um, what made you decide to find out about the sex ahead of time? I know it's kind of 50-50 with couples that they don't know if they want to know for sure. But since you're the type A personality, I'm thinking you wanted to be, you
1: know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we so the story of how I found out I was pregnant was actually kind of funny. I had gone to, it was a Monday and I had like three consultations scheduled back to back. And I don't know why I did that, but that's, well, that was my own fault. And I got up that morning and I just started to feel really nauseous and like, didn't want my coffee, which was super weird. And I felt hungover, although I don't really drink and I hadn't, you know, drinking for months and that was just how I was feeling. And so I went and did two consultations and I just was feeling so off and I had a break in between my, my last appointment. And so I started, you know, looking at my calendar. I'm like, okay, well, when did I have my last period? Like, could this be it? And I just start, you know, your wheels start turning and then I'm going through, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've missed two periods already. So that's not good. Sometimes that would happen anyway. So I didn't think a whole lot of it. Anyways, so I went and got, um, the pregnancy test and my husband happened to be home for his lunch break. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take these tests right now. He's like, what? I'm like, yep. So then I took three of them and then they all came back positive. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And my mom is an ultrasound technician. So right away I call her and I say, what do I do? These are all positive. Oh my gosh. She's like, honey, you need to come in right now. You need to come in right now. So she could do a scan on me and she's like five minutes away. So I went in like 20 minutes later, she did a scan. She says, I am pretty sure you're pregnant. Like, okay. So freaking out. And then I had 20 minutes until my last appointment. So I went to my last appointment (sighs) all with my brain, just buzzing of like, holy shit, what what is going on? (laughs) And I had to like take all these measurements and I was just, I, my notes from that day were so scrambled and anyways, it happened to be, um, one of my really good clients. And I told her after the fact, like, I found out I was pregnant right before your appointment and that's why I was kind of off that day. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I can't believe you didn't tell me blah, blah, blah. But anyways, so that was how I found out. Um, but so with that being said, my mom being an ultrasound tech, I've had the luxury of having plenty of ultrasounds throughout my pregnancy. And so at every moment that we could, she was kind of tracking it. And she was the first one that, that saw that it was a boy. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I, I had really no preference of boy or girl. I just wanted a healthy baby. And so did my husband. And so now that it is a boy, I'm really excited because I just want him to be a little mama's boy and just go with me everywhere. So (laughs) he's going to be a little job site, baby. I know that (laughs) he will have a little hard hat. Yeah.
0: So since you're a designer, I'm assuming have you designed
1: a nursery for him? I have. I went (laughs) over the top with the nursery and I'm photographing it today actually. So I will be um posting kind of a before and after. Okay. But it's a very fun theme, kind of loosely based on where the wild things are. Oh I love that. I kind of based I found a wall mural that I loved and then that kind of set the tone for the whole room. I went overboard on this thing and it's <laughs> the nicest room in our house. Oh my goodness. For sure. And it was the first nursery I'd ever done. I have really no idea what sh- you should or shouldn't have, but then I kind of went through a rabbit hole of research and I found a really cool glider that auto reclines and, um, really beautiful nursery furniture from duck duck and, yeah, I'm just excited to show it. Yeah, I wonder
0: if your son will grow up following in your footsteps.
1: I don't know. We'll
0: see. <laughs> yeah, he will either love or hate it. So. <laughs> so I'm wrapping it up with the most obvious question. Can we talk about
1: potential names or do you actually have one chosen already? Yeah, we have one chosen. We ever since we had ever talked about kids, my husband loved the name Pierre. And so the baby's name is Pierre Naderi Lovato and Naderi is my mom's maiden name. So it's a Persian name and a family name, which I really wanted to have a part of the name. And then last name is Lovato. So. Oh, that's awesome. You're really excited. Massimo was my pick. And so <laughs> we end up having another one and he's a boy and then Massimo. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, you can use that for your second one. If you have yeah. A boy. Yeah. So awesome. I know that I am so excited to see pictures. I will check out your uh, website so I can see the pictures, the before and after nursery and best of luck to you. And hopefully everything goes smoothly. And the next time we will be talking to
1: you, you will have Pierre. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be here. Earthside, safe and sound. And then I, then we can do another podcast about <laughs> yeah. having a baby and a, and a second baby, which is right. So, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for the helpful advice and we will talk to you soon. No problem.
1: Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you.